You're listening to a Rock of Ages bonus episode, where we talk about a specific topic for more than 10 minutes that was cut from the original episode. Herman's been gone for nigh on a year. He was due home yesterday, but he ain't here. Herman's been gone for nigh on a year. He was due home yesterday, but he ain't here. Down your street you're crying, is a well-known sound. Your street is very well-known. Your town. Your town is very All right, uh, hey everyone, welcome to another bonus episode. Today we're going to be talking about a just a song, not an album. And the song in particular is The Who's A Quick One While He's Away, but more exclusively the version played in the 1968 Rolling Stone Rock and Roll Circus. With me I have Romy. Hey! And Kay. Hey! First, let's start off with a little history of A Quick One While He's Away, shall we? A Quick One was originally included on the Who's second studio album in 1966 under the same name. The song is in six movements and it was written entirely by Pete Townshend, produced by Kit Lambert, and the genre is proto-prog or proto-progressive rock. Now I'm going to read the uh, all-music song review from Richie Unterberger. About two and a half years before their first full-length rock opera, Tommy, The Who presented a nine-minute rock opera, A Quick One While He's Away. It served as the concluding track on their second album in late 1966. As such, this was an important precursor to composer Pete Townshend's most ambitious overarching ideas, realized to the full on Tommy. The Quick One itself, however, was a flawed if interesting piece with a very loose storyline, serving as the premise for stringing together fragments of half a dozen songs. The premise? A woman's lover has been gone for about a year, and in her loneliness she cries, has an affair with one Ivor the engine driver, confesses this when her lover belatedly arrives home, and receives his forgiveness. This is actually the kind of corny but common story used as the framework for numerous legitimate operas, and the tale of a lover returning to his beloved after a long absence was also central to the folk standard John Riley. No one had previously attempted now, however, a multi-section epic in rock music. The first of these was a harmonized acapella section established the setting. The second, in which the girl cries about his absence, was perhaps the one that could have been best fleshed out to a normal Who track, with its ringing power pop guitars and high harmonies. The following section, consisting mostly of the lyric, We Have a Remedy, had round-like harmony vocals that did sound like those used in staged opera format. The next part, in which Ivor the engine driver seduces the girl, is an early use of the sort of bizarre British character types that would populate new Townshend and John Entwistle compositions. The part consisting mostly of the lilting sung phrase soon be home is like the one consistently mostly of we have a remedy, mostly there to move the story along, taken at a quip quip rhythm suggesting the kind of quaint ballads used in western movies when the hero finally returns from the battlefield. It's back to power pop for the finale with dozens of repetitions of the final statement of forgiveness again with definitive operatic flavor. It should be noted that this final section is preceded with off-key harmony 
arm and he's mimicking the doorbell rings of the lover when he finally gets back. So horrendous that it's still shocking these managed to pass quality control. Although it was a mixed bag, its audacity guaranteed the track a lot of attention when it was first released and was a staple of the Who's live set for years, thereby becoming quite well known to American audiences, although it wasn't heard by too many people upon its initial appearance on disc. The most noted apparent performance is undoubtedly the theatrical one played on 1968 television special The Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. Although that special would not be broadcast or released on video until the 1990s, The Who's clip es escaped to become a prominent part of the film documentary on the group The Kids Are Alright in the late 70s. And you didn't hear this from me, but the reason The Stones waited so long to release The Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus is because of The Who. Because their performance was so, so good, it ups it upstaged their later performance. So like, the Stones invite the Who to their performance, they just, they, uh, they upstage them, they don't say anything, they leave. <laughs> Very iconic of them. Yes. Alright, what, what do we think of the song? I, I really like I, it. It's great. It's, it, it's okay. Um, I thought, I kind of liked it. I thought it was like a little fun to listen to, you know? Yeah, and I, like, I don't I, think I really got a whole lot out of it. Um, just like, in terms of like, thinking material i guess but like hmm. it was nice the songs like flowed really well i think because it was kind of more than one thing going on at once yeah or not at once but like things happening in a sequence and i feel like i was able to kind of keep track of that progression nicely it's just like i don't know how it was a lot of like them saying things and me not understanding the things if yeah. that makes sense yeah i get that it's it's hard to follow along without a lyric sheet but when once I read, like, the... It, it wasn't about following along, I think. It's just, like, there wasn't a lot of thought. Because, like, I personally can't tell for me if it's something I need to think about more or if it's something I'm not supposed to think about more. If that makes sense, almost. That's, uh, yeah, that is, like, a problem with pop music. You don't know what's supposed to be. You have to look into it when what's just, like, fluff. I don't know if, like, if I'm going to take the time to look into it, what... If I'm going to find anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I but did But, like, say... that's not, like, a criticism of a song. It's not a bad thing. That's just, like, an observation. Yeah. It's just a thing that happens when I listen to music sometimes. Like, this is not unique in that. Yeah. Anyways, ignore me. <laughs> well, um, the reason I wanted to show you guys the uh, the performance was because, well, we could have just listened to the 1966 version, the original one, but personally, I listened to that one. It sounds like balls. <laughs> <laughs> and this one sounds less like balls, and uh, and that's not to say it doesn't sound like balls, I but I don't say it sounds like that much balls. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to second what Kay said. I couldn't really understand much of the song. I don't understand a lot of songs when I first hear them, especially when I first hear let them. Me, but like, then yeah, let me just I, give you a rundown. Then let me just give you a rundown of the story. The girl is sad because her her lover's fighting in a war, and then some townspeople cheer her up with this strange guy, and they have. A Fair, and then the boyfriend returns home. She confesses, "Oh, I I had sex with this man." And then the, the battle guy's like, "It's okay, you're I forgive you." That's literally the entire song. Uh, and also, that's I, another I that's that. a, that's another reason why I decided to use this song as a bonus episode. Like, think about what this reminds me of. A girl is sad because her lover's gone. She has a liaison with someone else, and she and then he comes back and finds out that she had an affair. Gee, what does oh, this remind me of? Great comment! Yeah. <laughs> yes. My name is Ivor. I'm an 
Okay, but I'm just saying that there are some glaring similarities between A Quick One and Great Comet. Or should I say the 70-page uh, segment from War and Peace on which it's based off of. And the one song from this one album by The Who. Uh, yeah. I mean, Townshend, the, the guitarist, he does multiple characters in this song. He, he plays one of the townspeople, he plays uh, the girlfriend, and he even plays the boyfriend. And so, uh, yeah, there's that. Um... <laughs> There's a lot of differences between Andre and the boyfriend. Uh, like the boyfriend is is a very forgiving man. He seems to epitomize the romantic culture, like the very lovey-dovey Faustian legend of mid 19th century romanticism. And Andre isn't here. <laughs> I'm gonna just say We're it. And I'm just gonna say, uh, Anatole. He is no Ivor the engine driver. I mean, when you when you when you think of Anatole, you think of a very snaky man. But when you think of Ivor the engine driver, you think of a very bearded, obese man in a hat. Like uh, I don't know, I don't know who who comes to mind. No one comes to mind. Ex I mean, except when is for the last William time? Howard Taft. <laughs> that was a very random name. You know, he got you know he got stuck in the bathtub once. That is, that is, and I love him for that. I don't care what he did in his presidency. I will always love him as the man who got stuck in a bathtub. <laughs> also, oh, let's talk about the the members. Um, Keith Moon, the drummer for, for The Who, he is my scrunkly. Oh, he's learning the words. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yes, and uh, Pete Townshend, the guitarist, the guy in the t in the teal shirt. I'm gonna say it. He looks like a uh, Scarlet's husband in the Minions movie. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's an analogy I never expected. I always thought that ever since like the beginning of 2020. Like, oh my God, the the guitarist for the Who looks like the guy from the Minions movie that John Hamm voiced. And this leads me to believe that John Hamm is voicing Pete Townshend the entire time. And can we talk about John Entwistle's uh, vocals? Because he doesn't have vocal presence on this song until the very end when he gets into that falsetto. By the way, that's not falsetto. That's his natural voice range, I think. For real? That's... <laughs> okay. That's on it. That's cool. He also, um, he also has a very low register voice. Like, he can go very high, but he can also go very low. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> he has oh, it all. That reminds... It's like that... 
there's like certain like metal vocalists. I, I think there's some like there was someone on the X Factor. Who, I, I there's probably been like a couple of people on the X Factor and American Idol who have that kind of range. I was just like, watching and, American and Idol the other suck. day, and I was just uh, wondering, oh my god, what if they actually accepted a black metal singer onto like the finalists for American Idol? We can finally get that black would... metal back into the pop charts, guys. That would be so funny. <laughs> yeah. Entwistle has also been nicknamed Thunderfingers because he is wickedly fast on the bass. I should also let you know, he's also called Thunderfingers in bed. <laughs> okay, no more indie window jokes. have a valid i love the song honestly because it just it rocks hard but i do have a valid criticism of the song and it relies heavily on like uh, the repetition of lyrics like we have a remedy soon be home you are forgiven like i don't need like well thought out lyrics but entire like sections should not just be like oh these four words but i i digress i didn't stop other songs <laughs> Uh -huh. Let, what is that the, had less is there like a is, is there like a show is there like a show tune that has like four or five words maximum um i don't know probably not there should be anyway um i guess there's not much to talk about this is it's a great song but uh what how do we just like feel about it in in total uh, good it makes me feel good it makes me feel it's, good. It's, it's like a good, like, wasn't it in a Wes Anderson movie? Oh, yeah, it was in Rushmore. I haven't seen Rushmore, but I know that song's in it. Oh, my God, Twins, I haven't seen Rushmore either. <laughs> Triplets, I haven't seen Rushmore yet either. Oh, my God, Triplets! Yeah, I, I actually have Rushmore on Criterion Collection DVD, but I haven't gotten around to actually watching it. I always thought Criterion Collection was for foreign flicks. Um, it's for, like, it's for foreign flicks, but it also has a good chunk of American movies mm. and, uh, modern movies and, like, older stuff. They have All About Eve. Hmm, fair enough. Uh, Kay, how about you? Uh, how do you feel overall about the song? Um, I don't know if I can give it a number rating, I don't uh, think. Yeah, this, these uh, bonus but... episodes aren't, like, we don't do number ratings here. Just... I, I know, I know we don't. <laughs> I feel like I should know that, I'm sorry. Um... Hmm. But I think it's good. I think it's enjoyable. I think the word I would use to describe it is enjoyable. Yeah, like, if you if you like saw the video again or heard it on the radio, you'd be like, hey, shut that off. I would not be like, hey, shut that off. I would be like, hmm, who's this guy? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, and also that you are forgiven section. It, it does become an earworm. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's, sure it's, it does. My, it's lingering in my head right now as we speak. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another reason why I wanted to put this Who song on as a bonus episode is because the Who marks the four corners of the British invasion. The others being the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, who the the Who obliterated in this song, and the Kinks, who we are discussing later this week. 
So I feel like it, it would be nice to cover the four corners of British invasion, finally. So, and, British. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And the Who and the Kinks are quite similar in that uh, they happen to have like an, an overlooked 60s catalog, which I think is worth checking. I, I have both of their like their 60s catalogs on, on the wheel. So, uh, yeah. I have not yet checked out the Kinks album. I was hoping to do it tomorrow because I have a lot of free time tomorrow. So I'll try and like look out for some simu- similarities. Yeah, there are a few similarities with the albums we have looked at in yesteryear. So. Ah, uh, yesteryear. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, well, join us on uh, Sunday, guys, when we uh, talk about the kinks face-to-face with our all-special guest, Chris from Faithless Productions. Woo! <laughs> All right, thank you. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. Hey!